Hello, and welcome to Farmers Capital Conversations. I'm your host, Casey Silveria. This podcast aims to expand your social, intellectual, and economic capital. Investing on and off the farm is hard enough. Here, we will provide insightful stories and resources to help out. Full transparency, this is our shameless way for you to like us and hopes you partner with us down the road. Lastly, there are no ads here. All I ask is you enjoy and share if you find value. Now, on to the episode. STEP is an acronym for support, trust, energy, and persistence. Support, make sure that you have the support of your family and friends. This frees up so much of your mental energy to focus on accomplishing your objective. It might sound overly simplistic, but this very act of getting everyone on board at the start can save you hours and hours of actual time, worry, and frustration in the future. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have Nick Prefontaine here. He is a three-time best-selling author and was named a top motivational speaker of 2022 in Yahoo Finance. He is a speaker, founder, CEO of Common Goal, as well as partner and buyer's coach at Smart Real Estate Coach. Um, interesting about Nick, in 2003, he was in a snowboarding accident that left him in a coma for over three weeks. The doctor told him um, told his parents that he probably wouldn't ever walk, talk, or eat on his own again. Less than three months later, he was literally running out of the hospital. Um, now he speaks at groups and benefit from his message of overcoming adversity. Nick Prefontaine, welcome to the show. Casey, I'm happy to be here. And um, from the moment that we booked this, I was actually looking forward to it that you reached out to me. Yeah, absolutely. I've you know, been researching you and what you've done, your career. I love everything that you've been doing through the STEP program and also what you're doing in the commercial real estate industry, you know, helping your buyers um, get into real estate. Um, I love what you're doing there. So excited about today's discussion. Uh, me too. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Well, let's, let's dive into it, Nick. I mean, maybe we can just start at the beginning. You know, I touched on the snowboarding accident and it sounds like that was kind of the genesis between this new step system that you created, right? Yeah, that's that's where the whole, that's where I got the opportunity to um, to really, I unknowingly use the step system. So uh, let's go back to that day, that fateful day back yeah. in 2003. I was, I was at a um, ski club with my friends and um, on the bus, we, my friends and I had brought our gear on the bus so we could get ready so we wouldn't miss a precious moment once we got to the mountain then we got to the mountain and because we were ready had a right for the top everyone else migrated inside but we were ready to go so no time to waste on the way up we noticed that it was very icy though casey because it had been mm -hmm. raining earlier people were wiping out everywhere however it wasn't our first time on a on a snowboard if you know what i mean we knew what we oh, were yeah. doing um so i got to the top Buckled into my snowboard, took a breath of that crisp winter air, and confidently charged towards the biggest jump in the terrain park with all my speed. <laughs> and uh, going up to the jump, I caught the edge of my snowboard on the snow going up the jump, and that kind of threw me off balance. And that's the last thing that I remember. Um, 
I was told that I landed on my head and I wasn't wearing a helmet. Um, and then later I actually learned something else was that um, my goggles were the only protection that my head had. They told me that with each subsequent hit after the initial impact, as I continue to roll down the mountain, my goggles mysteriously moved to cushion each blow. Um, and they wanted to bring a helicopter to the mountain to rush me to the hospital due to the severity of my injuries. However, uh, they weren't able to, Casey, because um, it was it was too windy. So they had to send an ambulance. Oh, damn. Out of uh, the six paramedics, there was only one in the area who could intubate on the spot. And I needed that to be able to breathe. And he was one of the paramedics that showed up to the mountain that day. Um. And then once I once I got to the hospital, the my parents did something that was very important uh, at the time, and that was I was in a coma, and the doctors came in early on. It wasn't it wasn't more positive and more positive. If anything, it was more negative and more negative because the the doctors tried to manage the expectations as as they always do, and they came into my room while I was in a coma. And I was in a coma for three weeks. They came into my room and just started talking to my parents. My parents said, no, no, not in front of him. Uh, mm. Because they knew, they understood the power of the mind. And even though that I was in a coma, I was still taking information. So yeah, that was, that was pretty important. Um, obviously, I had no control over that, but that was pretty important. Um, so they made him stop and go outside to tell him. And then once out of the room, they told my parents that I probably wouldn't be able to walk, talk, or eat on my own ever again. And uh, even if I was able to come out of my coma, there was a good chance that I would need 24-hour care for the rest of my life. They didn't. My parents didn't accept that uh, like a death sentence, as so many people, so many patients in that situation do. Uh, they took the information, thanked the doctors, of course, and then that allowed me to treat it like any other situation. So this was no different than any yeah. other challenge that I'd faced up to this point in my life. And as soon as I was awake and aware of my surroundings, I just treated it like any other situation. I got up, did the best that I could, and I kept getting better every day. Uh, and then... Um, I would say roughly a month after my accident because I was in a coma for three weeks, but a month after because I was coming to because it was a partially induced coma. Um, after a month, I I started to uh, get my, my surroundings and my bearings, and um, then I was transported to a rehab hospital in Boston, and that's where I actually began my journey of learning how to walk, talk, and eat again. And they were long days for me. I would get up in the morning and I would need help uh, from my occupational therapist to teach me how to shower again. Because when I, when I got in this accident, I, I lost everything. So I didn't, I didn't know how to do anything. It was like starting with a clean slate, starting over. So I had to learn how to take care of myself and shower again. Then I would have breakfast, and then it was time to start um, my therapy sessions. I had physical, occupational, and speech therapy. 
And after which we broke for lunch. And I can remember early on in my recovery, I was still in a wheelchair. And this is the moment, I guess you could say, of doubt that I had that. And I share this because we all have it. We all have some form of this where we doubt ourselves. So I, I always think this is important to share because people hear my story and they say, oh, okay, great. You ran out of the hospital. Well, no, it's, it wasn't all peaches and cream. Uh, there, there was a time when I doubted myself. So I remember I was in a wheelchair at the time. And this is after the morning sessions of physical, occupational, and speech therapy. We went back to my room to break for lunch. I was looking over my situation and I just couldn't figure it out. And I remember turning to my mom and asking her, am I ever going to be able to walk again? And she didn't hesitate. She said, of course you are. That's what we're doing here. So you can get everything back and we can go home. And this allowed me to continue to move forward and continue just to do the best I could every day. And after lunch, I would have, I would start all over again. I would have physical, occupational, and speech therapy. Uh, so I had double sessions of those therapies five days a week. That's a and, lot. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, they were long days. They were long days for me. And then um, just to fast forward a little bit, the uh, coming up a little under, little under 60 days from when I had my bearings and came out of my coma, I ran out of the hospital. And from the earliest that I could communicate, Casey, uh, my my parents and everyone, everyone that was surrounding me, my support system said, okay, you're going to make a full recovery. Like, how do we have to, how do we do, how do we make that happen? And I had a voice in the back of my head that said, no, you're going to run out of the hospital. So then that became our common goal was for me to run out of the hospital. And we had, we organized uh, weekly meetings with all of the, um, all the team uh, that I like to say, like the nurses, the doctors, the therapists. And we went around the, went around the room and asked, okay, what are you doing to, like, what are your goals for the week to help Nick get to his goal of running out of the hospital? So that became our common goal and the goal that every one of us was shooting for. Now, unknowingly at the time, I utilized a system to um, run out of the hospital, and that's the STEP system. Uh, STEP is an acronym for support, trust, energy, and persistence. Uh, support, uh, make sure that you have the support of your family and friends. This frees up so much of your mental energy to focus on accomplishing your objective. Um, it might sound overly simplistic, but this very act of getting everyone on board at the start can save you hours and hours of actual time, worry, and frustration in the future. Mm -hmm. And then T is trust. Trust that once you take your first step, your next step is always going to be available to you. And then... Also, you have to trust that you have this calling or this desire inside of you for a reason. Follow it. And then E is energy. Make sure that you are maintaining your energy because without your energy, you can't affect and help others. So uh, what, we, what we found is that uh, medication has the potential uh, 
to get in the way of that. So all of our bodies have an innate um, ability to heal and recover on its own, but recover on its own. However, medication has the potential to get, get in the way of that. Uh, finally, P, persistence. Once you take your first step, keep getting up every day and taking your next step, no matter how small. By continuing to move forward every day, you are building an unstoppable momentum. So that's, that's just kind of a 10,000-foot view of the STEP system. And I can go into detail and give your listeners a little bit more information at the end, how they can learn more about that if they're interested. Um, and then after, so after I got out of the hospital, I, after I ran out of the hospital, I still had to go to physical occupational and speech therapy for another six months along with being tutored all summer long in order to continue on the high school with the rest of my classmates. And looking back on it, Casey, and this is something that I had a mentor reflect to me uh, about a year or two ago, she reflected to me that she said, wait a minute, so only 18 months after you finished your outpatient rehab, you got your start in real estate, you were uh, going to some not so great areas of cities and knocking on people's door that had missed one, two or three payments on their mortgage and the bank still hadn't foreclosed on their home. Uh, so I, she said that and I was like, yeah, wow. Cause you know, how, Casey, when, um, when you're younger, you, you could probably relate to this when you're younger, time is almost compressed. So, mm. Like something like Indeed. six months, a year, 18 months is like a lifetime. So to me, that was a lot of time had gone by, 18 months. And um, yeah. my, my, a, parents, yeah. my parents were involved in real estate and I was like, I was just getting my driver's license and I said, how can I help? And right around that time, they were playing with the idea of having someone go and knock on the doors of uh, these notice of default sellers, the sellers that I missed several payments on their mortgage. And they just gave me a script, gave me where to find them and I'll leave behind. And they said, knock yourself out. So I would go to areas of cities where they were the highest concentration. That was how I got my start in real estate. And I would knock on doors. Um, and when someone opens a door, you, you gotta, you better have something compelling to say. Yeah, that's for sure. That was uh, that was in high school, and then after high school, I got my real estate license and became a realtor. And then uh, six years after that, full time being a successful agent, I started helping my dad with the marketing of his properties that he was buying creatively. So not putting big down payments on, not signing personally um, with banks or anything like that. And um, he was getting all these properties, so he needed to have someone market them. So I helped him market them. And he asked me, when he first asked me, Casey, I was like, no, no, I got my own thing going on. I don't, I don't, I don't need anything else. I'm, I'm being a realtor right now. And uh, luckily, he asked me more than once. So he asked me, and then the buyer calls started coming in from all the marketing that I was doing. So then I started working with the buyers and January, 2016, I let my real estate license go and joined him full time. And I really developed a process over 
uh, over the last, geez, eight to 10 years, I really developed a process that we need to bring these buyers through in order uh, for them to be successful and come to the end of their agreement and get their own loan and, and move on with their lives. Um, and that's something that now I do for not only our personal properties here as a family, but I do it for all of our associates' businesses uh, that we partner with all over the country, help them set up the same tools, systems, processes uh, that we have that have been so successful for us. So with that, I will take a deep breath and take a step down <laughs> off my soapbox. It's a great soapbox. We ran through it a lot, Nick. That was a really good recap and you really highlighted the main themes, but also like some intricate details such as your goggles moving across your head to lessen the blow to the only paramedic in the area being at that ski resort right when the incident happened to your parents having the wherewithal to communicate with the doctors where you are not in earshot. So your unconscious mind could not hear any of the negative thoughts, nothing against doctors. Like you said, they're just doing their job by managing expectations. But a result of that is in fact setting the worst case scenario. But by removing that dialogue from your environment, like you said, I think that really set you up properly. But it's again, something that we just don't really understand right now, but it's pretty amazing um, because I think that set you up to really excel in the rehab. And then into your rehab, you you know integrated this step system w without knowing it really, the S-T-E-R support, trust, energy, persistence. I love it. I, I have done that myself un unknowingly. One thing that I would love for you to kind of double click on, Nick, if you could, is the E part, the energy. So you said, we asked, how can you maintain the energy? But maybe for us, can you define what you mean by energy and how can we maintain that energy to overcome whatever hurdle is in front of us or wherever adversity, adversity were, you know, is on our plate? Sure. Yeah, no, great question. So um, energy, why it's so why it's so important to me is that um, when you when you are able to take care of yourself and maintain your energy, uh, you're able to affect and impact the most amount of people around you for for the good, uh, for positive. Now, just I'll give you an example. So uh, to help support my energy. I get a, what's called a Twina massage. I get that once a month. So once every five weeks, um, all that translates to is a Chinese massage. And then after my master that I have, I, I, the one who, the person who does it is a doctor. He's a Chinese doctor. He's actually a Tai Chi master, Tai Chi mm -hmm. and a Qigong master. I've been seeing him for going on 15 years now. And I see him once a month for those treatments. And then once a month, once every five weeks, I also get uh, what's called myofascial release. Or if no one's familiar with that, that's um, another, another term for it is uh, craniosacral therapy. And the way that, the way that I, I 
look at both of those therapies are, um, I look at those as doctor's appointments to me. Um, mm. And I look at those both as energy treatments. So I get those monthly to help myself keep tuned up. Uh, just I get those monthly for a tune up just so I can be at my best and I kind of reset um, my energy and I'm able to affect and impact others. That's really cool. I mean, I've never heard of either of those things. But when you talk about energy resets, is that just with everything going on around the world, all the conflict, all the improvements that you're trying to do, managing other people's energy you know, as you're talking with buyers and sellers and just everyday people as well, you know, how are you, well, you said you're managing that, that energy, but really what is the importance of resetting using these two strategies? Because I think we all get, we all get out of tune. It, it's just not, it's natural that we all get out of tune and we need, we need that to, uh, to kind of reset our, ourselves. Uh, energetically so that we're at our we're operating at our peak at our best able to impact and affect others so a lot of the a lot of the people who we help at common goal is and just to kind of switch gears and go into that is people that are going through going through a tragedy or a trauma or a crisis or something and we can't be facing that and helping people to go through and a lot of a lot of the the thing is that people going through a trauma or like I went through or a life crisis or anything, we can't help them unless we're operating and keeping our energy high. We're not able to affect them being able to get through to the other side and to be able to thrive with the rest of their lives. Because mm -hmm. what we find, what we find is so many people that are going through a trauma or a life crisis or a life challenge, they they freeze. They don't know what to do. So mm. we work with clients one-on-one -on -one to help them get through and thrive with the rest of their lives. And lives. And the way that we do that, it, one of the ways we do that is to keep our energy high. And those are just some of the, the strategies that I do personally. Mm -hmm. um, I do monthly to keep myself operating at my highest, my best. Um, and in detail, we go into in the in step the ebook. Uh, which that's what I thought I would have a little bit of time at the end to talk about. And I think I can go into that now. Um, I definitely invite all your listeners to go to our website, Common Goal. Um, and that, that website is just my name, nickprefontaine.com forward slash step uh, to download the step system for free today. And they're going to learn all about support, trust, energy, and persistence. So what I covered today with you, Casey, that was that was just a 10,000-foot view. Uh, mm -hmm. Step the ebook goes into detail on each of these and how you can apply those to uh, each one of your lives. Yeah, I encourage all the listeners to, to really do that and, and check it out. It, it's pretty good. Um, Nick, what do you say to all the people out there that say this energy stuff is just a bunch of woo-woo and it's it's it doesn't really have an impact? Like, have you had any had to answer those questions before from people that have that perspective? Um, I understand. 
Um, I understand that. However, I think, and I can actually go back. So after my accident, the reason I got introduced to this whole thing about the natural treatments and the therapies and everything. So Casey, after my accident, uh, because I mentioned it was a partially induced coma um, that I was in, they were, and the reason it was partially induced, they were, the doctors were afraid that I would wake up and find myself in the ER and freak out. And I already had swelling in my brain. So what they had to do is induce me. So it was a partially induced coma uh, because they had to drill a hole in my head for a shunt to be inserted to relieve the pressure. Um, and then without it, they said that the pressure could have gone up and I would have died. So after, after coming out of my coma, coming, coming out of running out of the hospital and going through all those therapies and everything, I had to go and see a naturopath. This, was, this wasn't like directed by anyone. It was just my dad was going to someone at the time. But I, I started going to a naturopath to help rid myself of all the toxins that were pumped into my body to help keep me alive. And I needed that at the time, of course. I started going to a naturopath and I would get all these different kinds of treatments, acupuncture, um, foot baths, colonics, fango therapy, where they laid big, heavy clay on top of you, infrared oh. sauna, hyperbaric chamber. Cup things. Yeah, that uh the suction cup, I actually I don't want to get graphic, but I but I just had <laughs> cupping done on Wednesday. So I have I have those those things all over my back right now. But um so I had to go and get those every every couple weeks, every two to four weeks to help the naturopath get those toxins out of my body. And then after I was done with him for a few years of that intensive thing, I was introduced to my next step and that was Dr. Ming Wu. And that's who I just saw on Wednesday that I, that I just got the tween on massage that I was just talking about. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I've been doing. I've been seeing the benefits, the health benefits, and I've been doing ever since my accident. So to me, it's not a woo woo thing because I see results. Um, mm -hmm. And I've been seeing results for the last, Jesus, the last 20 years um, of doing this. And yeah, personal experience. That, 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 doesn't, that doesn't lie. So, um, but of course, everyone, everyone has their own experience. So might not be right for you, might not be, might not be a good fit for you, but I definitely recommend that you have an open mind. Yeah. I, and I think that's the key right there, Nick, is to have an, have an open mind because Otherwise, you're just going to be very closed off to to new ideas and new thoughts. I mean, to everything from personal stuff to business stuff, you know, operating your business differently, implementing something different in your business, changing your workout routine a little bit different, seeing someone who specializes in Tai Chi um, or any of the other, you know, procedures that you were you were a part of. Um, yeah, I, I myself need to go down that path a little bit more. Um, and I've been interested in it for a while, but it's like anything else, you know, you just get into a habit of your personal routine. You have, you know, a predisposition to what you think is important to execute during the day and during the week. And it's just difficult to build those types of new things into your, into your routine. It was kind of beneficial for you that 
you know, your dad set you up on a right path to go, to go through that natural path and clear all of that, those toxins out of your body. So, I mean, it's really, it's great to hear and something that I honestly strive, strive to be more of a part of or integrate that more into my life. Um, but Nick, as we, you know, thank you for walking us through the step program, your journey through this, you know, it sounds like you're helping a lot of people through the step program, overcoming adversary adversity. And, you know, with that, I'd like to link it into real estate and what you're doing right now with real estate. You know, you got a lot of cool things going on. So if you don't mind, maybe just rewinding a little bit where you talked about walking door to door um, for your parents and then ultimately what you're doing now for us. Sure. Um, what do you like? Uh, just just for clarity. So you're looking to talk a little bit more about the door knocking? Well, I mean, I guess yeah. that's where you started, right? But but today yeah. you're you're managing the marketing side of your your dad's business and helping buyers. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Okay. It's it's kind of evolved over the years, but yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. So um, right now I work hand in hand with our buyers to bring them through a process uh, such that when they come to the end of their rent to own agreement that they're able to get their own loan. Um, and really the, the thing is that we had probably entering COVID, we probably had 60 to 70 properties and we, we probably had like rent to own tenant, tenant buyers in 60 to 70 properties. Today, just personally, and we're starting to ramp back up, we have something like uh, 14 or 15. So we've seen that transformation from the success path that we'd like to put all of our buyers on, and we're seeing them close out and get their own loans. So very basic. Um, it requires a down payment to get into the home, anywhere from 3 to 10%. Um, then we want to make sure they make at least three times what the monthly cost of the home is. Uh, what that equates to is um, a debt to income ratio um, of only having their housing payment be at least 33% or better. Um, and really that's stricter. The reason that we're seeing so much, so much success of our rental home buyers cashing us out and getting their own loan is because those standards are even stricter than lenders. Um, mm. So we really want to make sure that we're setting them up to succeed at the beginning and we're doing heavy vetting and heavy pre-qualifying. So we're getting them screened for, of course, credit, criminal, sexual harassment. But, but most importantly, from that screening, we're finding out how long it's going to take them to become mortgage ready. And then we're making sure that we're giving them plenty of time with the lease to become mortgage ready. Uh, that's all. And I, I now do that for our property still. And I've, I've been doing it for years, uh, going on 10 years now. And I also help all of our associates all over the country. Whenever they have an issue, something come up and they're like, oh, no, I had this happen. Like, don't worry, we've been through that. And so I help them through that and help them get through to the other side and cash these out. Interesting. So you're helping, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you're helping, you know, those folks who might be about to go underwater on their mortgage and you're helping them get back on a rent to buy where maybe your company is coming in, taking over that mortgage and they're renting, they're paying 
paying you guys as on a, and then at the same time, you're helping them improve their credit score with a, a little path di- a to little ownership. Different. A okay. little different um, because we're not able to like, so we buy properties a number of different ways, all creative. Okay. I'll just mention a few. So we'll buy it with a, with a lease purchase. Uh, we'll buy it with an owner of finance. We'll buy it with an owner of financing or we'll buy it. We'll close on it subject to their existing loan. Those are just a, a few of the ways just to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. However, um, however, we are buying the home. We're always selling on a rent to own. And that that's what I specialize in the whole uh, buyer end of the business and the process that we have to bring the buyer through so that they're successful on the other end. Um, we can't really. Um, it just doesn't work. Um, and I think we may have tried it very early on, but it, it just, there's no, there's no way around it. It just doesn't work. Like we'll, we'll obviously help sellers, of course, get out of their home. Um, we'll come and buy them. That's just one of the, one of the ways that we help sellers is if they're going through a tough time. But a lot of the people who we work with are people who are in a great position, and they're just doing it for um, tax planning and estate planning purposes that mm-hmm. they're doing in agreement with us rather than sell it on the open market and have to take less and then get hit, um, get clobbered in taxes. So um, we don't necessarily only work with people who are underwater, although that is that is. Yeah, that is that is a segment, a, a small segment, small percentage of the market that we work with. But we work with a lot of people that that are in great positions financially and they're just doing it for planning. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the, the owner, owner carry notes, I believe. So these p- people likely have their homes or second homes completely paid off. And then you're helping them alleviate a potential tax burden by them not having to sell it on the market and taking a 25% hit on the value of that asset, you know, there's coming to you and say, can we set up a agreement where I'm receiving income over a specific amount of time? Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah, okay. sort of. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. Uh, basically. Yeah. Um, well, like one of the ways that we'll buy is with owner financing. Um, and if we can do that, if they don't have a mortgage um, and Typically on owner financing, we can pay a little bit of a premium um, because they're they're in essence being the bank um, for us. But if look, if they're willing, if they're willing to do that and basically a delayed cash sale, then we're willing to give them a little bit of a premium. So, yeah, yeah that, I think that's, that's one of that's that's one of the ways. Um, and really if, if anything, cause I know we didn't, we didn't have a lot of time to go over, like get in the, get in the weeds as, um, as I think I've heard, I've heard said before, if any of that interest, any of your listeners, uh, they can head on over to our website, smartrealestatecoach.com. And if they scroll down, they can get registered for the free master's class. That's going to teach them all about how we buy and sell on terms. That's what we like to call it. Not signing personally or using big down payments of our own money or investors' money. Um, and they're going to learn about our trademark, our trademark three payday system, 
Um, so not don't just get paid once on a deal, but get paid up to three different times on a deal. Um, and they'll know by the end, Casey, whether or not it, it's not for everyone. And I'm not pretending like it is for everyone, but by the end, they'll be able to determine if it is a good fit for them and they'll know to take the next step at the end of that. That's perfect. Yeah. And exactly the resource I was hoping you, you would plug right there. Um, yeah, I'm, I need to go research that myself. Always interested in what, you know, other people are doing, um, folks like you adding value to the industry, increasing the knowledge base as well. Always like supporting, um, people who are doing that. So, um, yeah, Nick, this has been a great conversation. We've covered a lot for sure. And I absolutely encourage listeners, like you said, to go check out those resources. But is there one thing you'd like to leave us with today? Sure, whatever direction, whatever direction that it is, um, just get started. Uh, just get started. Just take that first step because once you take that first step, your next step is always going to be available to you. Um, and you just have to trust it. You have to follow it. So just rather than analyze, like have paralysis analysis or analysis paralysis, I mm -hmm. those, just take a first step towards whatever direction you want to go in, whether it's real estate um, it doesn't have to be our niche or whatever it is in life. Just take a step. And once you take a step, your next step is always going to be available to you. Boom. I love it, Nick. Thank you so much. And we will definitely include all of the links that you talked about today. NickPrefontaine.com slash step and SmartRealEstateCoach.com. We'll include those in the show notes. And Nick, thank you again for coming on. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, it was it was a blast, Casey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, listeners, hope you had a great time listening to today's show, and we look forward to providing something new next week. All right. See you, everyone.